So yeah, that's me. Very good. Would you mind repeating that? I forgot to hit the go live button. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it says live on YouTube. Why is it not playing? And I couldn't find it. I couldn't find us on Twitter. I go, there's some gaff going on. Oh, oh shit. man. <laughs> Well, I think that was my best explanation of my, my origin story, too. Oh. Uh, so if you missed it, uh, as you did, uh, Joe's from New York. He uh, he likes music, uh, lasagna, and later in life he discovered that he really liked doing art and he went to school for it. Indeed. Yeah. So now, long story short, I'm now drawing uh, and writing my own book, but I... Uh, the origin really happened uh, kind of over the course of, you know, probably a 10 year span of after college. I kind of taught myself how to draw. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. Right. Here we are. This, this is brings us the present day. Um, you know, I like some of my favorite books are, um, you know, like the, the classics. I love Batman year one. Uh, Maz mm -hmm. uh, was, uh, you know, insanely good. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's tons of stuff I really like, but things like that, things like even some modern stuff. I have, I have Tim Drake over here and that's by Freddie Williams. And that was one of the first books I really, I don't know, his run on Tim Drake's Robin for some reason brought me into comics. I don't know something about his, he, he wrote a book on how to draw comics digitally in which I think how a lot of people know him because he's like, he, I know he started doing it way before a lot of people um, started popularizing it. But uh, for me, that's that's where I found it. So, and here we are today. Yeah. And uh, Star Circuit. Oh man! I for a second I thought we were one dollar away from nineteen thousand. In that case, I would have donated a dollar myself. <laughs> <laughs> You're very uh, close, though. Very close. Yeah, getting close. 1,001. <laughs> yep, yep. Or 101. Yeah. That's Is it 101? Oh, well, yeah. To get to 20,000, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, math is hard. Uh, I'll just leave that at that. Uh, I, I was always good at counting money, but actually, you know, I was terrible at I think a lot of people are not the best at, um, at, 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 you know, if they're artists, they're not going to be best at, at math either. It's, it's a weird combo. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's take a look at the trailer first and then we'll, uh, we'll dive into, uh, everything else. Cool. Welcome to the future. A place where you can find anything you desire. If the burner gangs don't find you first, where the fastest racers are artificial. And if you're human, Don't stand a chance. Star Circuit.
Yeah, woo. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So who did the trailer? So I had um, a couple recommendations to go to Ted Zagaro. Um, he's, he's got some fame in CG a little bit. Uh, he did Xenotype. He did Sovereign Wolf, uh, U.S. Assassin. So I saw it and I was like, dude, he's perfect. Uh, and I probably will do many other things with him in the future. Because, yeah, obviously, it's, it, it's, um, it's not a story-based trailer, so it's just the vibe. Everything that you don't get, you know, from just looking at a, a page of art, you get in the trailer. You get the, the vibe, the, the fast-paced nature. It feels like an adrenaline ride from the trailer. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's just a good action teaser. Yeah, and, and that's, what I, that's what I want, man. That's like, I feel like when you're looking at a page that is begging you to, to give us some money, I think that's a, an addition. Well, beg is a harsh word. Yeah, well, I think you know. looking 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 at it makes you want to give you money. So, correct. Well, I, you know, I don't want to make you seem like a beggar, but I feel like crowd funds are you know you're asking for the the support. So yeah. And uh, everybody, I just threw uh, Joe's YouTube page there, so you can uh, subscribe to his YouTube page, okay. and you know, ring that bell and. Uh, you could also, if you go directly to his YouTube page, of course, there is a, the trailer for Star Circuit, and right next to it is the link to the Indiegogo. Absolutely. So, and of course, the direct link is in the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching us, and of course, in the chat. Oh, yeah. So, for this one, I um, this book, I... It's, it's at the printers right now, so it's like actually the best time to back this book if you haven't already. Um, I can give you a little bit of a pitch here um, yeah. for it because, like I said, the trailer is not like story-based, plot-based. Um, but uh, the story is uh, essentially a uh, literal man-versus-machine story where um, one, one confident, maybe overconfident street racer um, gets convinced by like a, a mentor, a long forgotten racing legend that he can compete in the pro league, which is all dominated by androids in this future. Androids are now the pinnacle of what you can do uh, in the physical world. And they, they do more than just the sports and, and whatnot, but they are the pinnacle of racing. And, and anyone who's tried to compete against them has failed miserably. And there's a, it's, there's a big story behind how dangerous it is to even try, and so uh, that's what the story's about, you know. In, in in that in that way, it's like this literal race against uh, to show hu- to show humanity's worth. It's pretty much can this guy race against these androids? Um, uh, but the story starts out very uh, like you like you wanted to. It starts off uh, easing the the reader into this world of of. It's kind of like a cyberpunk fantasy where it's a speculative future instead of it's not very hard science fiction where there's a lot of jargon, a lot of things to, to know. It's mostly similar to what you what you know today, what you kind of maybe th- think the future would be with a lot of kind of uh, spins on on reality. So um, but that's where it throws you. You know, he's he's fighting with his ex-girlfriend and and. And being chased by gangs and 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 dealing with his family, and then you get thrown into the story of uh, of can he race against androids? So nice. Yeah, the the futuristic look of it doesn't. It's it's good that it doesn't take away from like the uh, the real like the real life factor of it. 
that uh, people are supposed to relate to. The things that you would have to deal with, no matter how many zillions of years ahead things may be or in a fictional world. Right. I, I always think that's the best. Um, I think on my last stream on Art Bros on my channel, we just talked with Adam Lawson and we talked this same point that, you know, you don't you don't want this crazy exposition in it. You know, you want this kind of relate this relationship with the characters and they kind of pull you into it. You're like, oh, I don't care about this like crazy jargon filled world. You care about like, oh, he's he's having to like you know, dodge punches from his ex-girlfriend. I, I kind of relate to that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, maybe maybe I'll follow him along on a story of insane high-speed racing, you know. Joey, I've told you a thousand times, you've got to stop letting women punch you in the face. <laughs> it's, just, it's just not good for your face, my dude. Yeah, I know. I mean, I've yeah, I mean, I I thought you were from New York. What the hell? <laughs> Yeah, well, I said dodging punches. He does dodge. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, he does dodge. He actually so, mopped the floor up with him. That's the part he does. <laughs> oh, man. Some Andy Kaufman there. Yeah, I, I think I, I inherently, I didn't know exactly what it was, but the minute you said it, I, I recognized. Um, so, yeah, this book is printing right now. It's I've had troubles with the printer recently. Um, I don't like calling them out because, you know, it's hard times right now. Uh, low staff and printer paper shortages, but at the same time, I'm trying to get the book out, and it's been delayed for months. So for that reason, I gotta like you know kind of put the blame where it is. It's not on me. I'm waiting on the book to come to me. But ahead of that, it's it's on it's on schedule right now. And the best part is, every time they delayed it, I was able to give a better print file, a better version of it. Um, I don't know if you're able to enlarge the screen, but uh, I've got the proof of the cover. And uh, it's a it's a spot it's a spot gloss like uh, cover, and it looks pretty sweet. Um, I did it on the background that way the characters kind of pop, real nice. Oh, um, and everything's everything's done on the book. This is a little bit more desaturated than I like, but like I said, every time we we went to a new print file, I up I up everything. I, I actually on the last one I had the new um, I got a new pre press guy to kind of revamp the book as much as possible. I wanted this thing to be as good as I, you know, my expectations were for it myself. So, um, cause the backstory is I've been working on this thing for five years or so. Um, you know, it's, um, I don't know if, are you guys fans of like things like, uh, Akira or Tron or things yes. like that? Yes. Oh yeah, sure. Akira is probably in my top, like, I don't know, five films just period live yeah, action yeah. or animated or otherwise i just consider it <laughs> i've taught it five times period. oh really nice uh four times in physical and once digitally because i was too lazy to go digging through boxes of dvds that are still stacked up over here to to find it uh i bought the original one in the steel case i bought the blu-ray in the steel case I bought the anniversary edition. I bought the digital edition, and then I bought the uh, I, I bought the newest one in 4K. Yeah. Not that my eyesight will know the difference, but and especially on a TV that's like you know 20 years old, so you know it yeah. won't really matter. But uh, I have it in case I ever win the lottery and can buy a really nice TV. Um, and I just bought the. Uh, the Akira manga box set 
Oh, perfect. Nice. Uh, it's on sale at both Walmart and Amazon for about $117, $118. Oh, that's oh, not cool. bad, actually. And yeah. it's this nice box cube, and it flips up and out like this, and then all the books are in, color-coded and numbered, you know, face down with the with the spines up. So the it's like, up. I'm like, I go. That's insane, because oh. I, I have them all separate. You know, I, I bought them separate, you know, as volumes from... You know, mm -hmm. I forget who published him at that point. Um, but yeah, I, I, the story with Akira for me, I obviously saw the movie when I was like in high school and I was like, dude, this is insane. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm, I've always been a fan of kind of fast racing stuff. I, I'm not a racing fan per se until later in my life. I'm now kind of a fan of MotoGP. Um, know why it's kind of maybe the reason why the, it's a motorcycle racing thing because I'm, I'm just more intrigued about, the the look and the the dangerous nature of motorcycles but um for akira it was the first book i tried to read and i literally could not read it not because the it was not a good story but i i couldn't remember what i was reading because the art was that damn good mm -hmm. i was just like i read the page and then was so engrossed with the, the art i was just like i don't remember what happened the last 20 pages so I reread it like maybe two years in a row and I didn't get anywhere. Like I had all these volumes and I don't remember the story. And then eventually I guess like the, the, the impact of the art wore down and I could read it. And I was like, Oh, this is actually one of the best stories. Um, pretty much put on the page. This is great. Now great there's a voice in the back of my head, just Canada. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's, that's yeah. all I'm hearing now. Yeah. I, I got the, uh, I think uh, like they, the uh the old like single volumes got put out by marvel like under epic mm -hmm. and they're kind of like a prestige almost like a square like a small square bound mm -hmm. uh and i've still got a good amount of them here nice. somewhere and littered in these 300 so boxes but uh yeah i started picking up the colored version they they made um and that's the dark horse one i think maybe um, yeah but yeah, the the those are great. They're just hard to find. Um, <laughs> but you know, you, you do what you can. But it's very much inspired by the book. Is very much inspired by that. Several other things too. But um, like, I'm a big, I'm a gamer, uh, especially. I mean, less so now because it's hard to find more more time. But I still game a lot. Uh, but when I was a kid, I was a big fan of F Zero, and that was like a the first visceral kind of you know even though it's pixelated and it's like old on the old nintendo uh, super nintendo I, I was really you know kind of my imaginations fired off when i saw it so uh that's kind of where maybe the really origins of star circuit happened uh, only later did i put all these things together not knowing that they would come into uh this kind of you know amalgamation of things so yeah it's it's odd that you say that because you know all of us growing up we fought from, you know, 8-bit to 16-bit to 64-bit with better and better graphics. And now the graphics are amazing. But now all our kids want to play is Minecraft. Yeah. We're, I'm like, we're, why would you want to go back? Yeah, there's there's two things because, uh, well, uh, I'm, like I said, I I don't think I would accept Star Circuit eventually becoming like some sort of animated series or something. But... It, I think it would work better as a game because it just, there's not a lot of good racing games with a story. Um, and if I ever adapted it to something, it would be a cool indie 
kind of project. Um, but uh, yeah, there's there's a couple cool games out there. One called Fast RMX that is kind of F Zero but redone by an indie developer, and it's just it looks amazing. Uh, if you go check out that title, it's it's pretty inspiring for kind of what uh, how fast racing can go. Um, yeah, I uh, I mean I, when I was real little, uh, the first cartoon I can remember watching was Speed Racer. And I thought that was the best thing ever until some years later, Speed Racer came to the Cartoon Network. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is awful. But the car is still cool. So, of course, I have I have the car and the figures and stuff. But, oh, cool. You know, and I'm like, man, Racer X was so much better than him. <laughs> and I'm like, kind of kind of the point of the entire series. It's, you know, his his dead brother kind of like saving his life every other day. And, you know, it's just, but the car, I mean. Yeah. I, I, I bring up this once in a while. Like my, I, even though my, my character, my cast of characters in star circuit is really um, kind of like a, a diverse little pieces of me in every one of the characters. I think that's the best way to write. I'm sure Joe will agree, but um, yeah. uh, like, it, they're very they're they're diverse in thought they're diverse in like not only how they look but like they you know every every little thing they do is maybe one version of me or one decision i would make in a certain situation uh but my favorite character of all is the bike uh, and i have actually a perk that is um of the 3d print um it's actually a very it's a very cheap 3D print. Like not 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 the quality. I mean, like I'm selling this thing for very cheap. Uh, the next time it will be double, triple the cost because I'm barely covering costs. But that's what you guys get. This now you get something really. This is really nice. This is seven inches long. It's it's a killer bike. It's it's the first thing I really designed. This is the first design uh, of anything that I made for Star Circuit, and it it really was just um, I don't know something that I think spawned everything else because if i couldn't come up with a cool looking bike then i why would i make a story around them you know what i mean so mm -hmm. uh i spent so much time just getting good at drawing bikes in the first place i remember copying a lot of akira and then starting figuring out how to design bikes and then draw them well uh you know and i i think i've grown a lot you know i couldn't imagine i, I remember starting star circuit and remembering thinking to myself i don't know if i can draw one bike and then by the end i was like oh these are cake but i, I remember the transition of thought there it's, it was crazy there's something about vehicles where um if it's if it's something you know you have to keep redrawing like it's not going to just fall into a panel once or twice where you can kind of get away with winging it you could say yeah. um when it's a vehicle where you got to replicate that thing looking correctly over and over and over yeah, you do get to a weird point where it uh, it it's it becomes uh, like muscle reflex. It's it's real strange how it can be such a pain in the butt. Those first like three or four panels trying to draw the vehicle, um, especially when it's very specific. You designed it, you know how it's supposed to look, and it is a very good sleek looking design. So I, I get why like it probably is a little tedious riding that line all the time. Of like, it's a motorcycle. But it's in the future, but it's a racing bike, but it's sleek, 
it's got a little square here and there, but not much because we're trying to keep it fast. Like there's all these little little things you have to keep in mind every time you're redrawing it from different angles. So yeah, so, uh, it, at least you got comfortable and got settled in with it eventually. You know, absolutely. I I I I it's somewhere between like I feel like drawing a motorcycle is like drawing. I don't know. Like it's 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 harder than a car, but it's not. Um, it's not like, I don't know that hard. I feel like it's just like drawing a, a woman compared to a man. It's just like, you have to combine curves do a little bit more and you have to like, kind of know, um, kind of just that specific, uh, formation of like shapes. And the, the minute you get used to it, I think it, it falls into place. But, um, now that I have this dude, it's it, now I don't have to worry so oh, much. Yeah. Like yeah. I got the model in front of me. It, it the next book, let's just say chapter two and on is going to probably look night and day from chapter one, but um, that's how it will go, you know. That's, that's every book, though, anymore, so you can't really be too judgmental. And honestly, that's the kind of thing, like, I worried about myself at one point, and mm -hmm. uh, because some of my, you know, my book's artwork is years old at this point, but um, I had this flashback to... Uh, uh, like a wizard article I had read when um, Jim Lee had first got, got picked up for Batman. And this was like, I don't know. It was like late nineties, early two thousands, I think 2001. And uh, he had said he was worried that the fans were going to see that, that those first few issues were all drawn in six months and see the difference compared to what he was doing at that point. And then I forgot. And by the time those books came out, I bought them. And then it reclicked in my head, him saying that. And I didn't see any difference. That was the whole thing. I had forgotten so much and did not notice anything dramatic. And this is coming from a guy that eyeballs, you know, that kind of stuff to, right. you know, we're artists. We tend to overanalyze things like hatch lines or a shape they used to create, like the look of a muscle or any of that kind of stuff. And I, I think we, as, as artists, we, we tend to get more worried about that than at people that actually notice it. Cause just looking at the pages on the campaign, mm. I mean, they look spectacular, so I can't imagine. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's interesting. You said, cause I, I notice it with Akira too. If you go look at volume and one of the ending volumes versus the first volume, he definitely draws cleaner and, but you don't notice when you read the first one. So you're like, yeah, yeah. It takes, it takes a while, but you know, that's something that's so big too. And that book spans so much time. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're definitely going to see some change in there, but um, yeah, yeah he, was, uh, he was a master by the time he started Akira anyway. So it, it was, oh, dude, uh, even like Firestarter and some of the stuff he did, uh, you know, his like short stories and whatnot, like mm -hmm. you could almost take Firestarter, um, Domu, and oh, call man. those the, the predecessors of um, of uh, Akira. It could all be the same universe, really. Yeah, it like, looks you, like can, it. you can easily place those in, and Akira is just like the third story. And that's, yeah, that's yeah. one thing I found interesting, too, is you can track his art changing, can track him being able cleaning everything up even before he got to Akira, because it's all such similar story types. Absolutely. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm just wondering uh, how good my uh, Tetsuo figure would look uh, in in front of Joe's bike on my shelf. <laughs> oh, look awesome. That's a sweet bike design. It's Oh, yeah. It's yeah. very cool. I um, actually have, uh, well, this might, this might sell you on it, because we're going to do a painting competition on this. And I have my buddy Jeremy painted a small version. 
and so he used acrylics. I like I was gonna have a painted version, but I couldn't find somebody to do it perfect. And I'm a perfectionist, so like this is nothing against Jeremy. He did a great job, but I wanted it to be like you know super super pristine, and uh, the cost for that would be really really high. So what I did was just have it unpainted. We can it's uh, you can get it primed or unprimed, and then later down the road uh, when the second chapter comes, we'll have a kind of get your uh, bike drawn into the, the book. And the way we'll do that is whoever paints one of these models the best, we'll put that design in. We'll, we'll do a, we'll do a big poll. And so that'll be cool. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. If I had any painting knowledge whatsoever, that'd be awesome. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there that are really <laughs> big into this, man. Like, uh, Oh, I know. I, I used to, uh, you know, prior to, the, you know, prior to, uh, you know, all, all of this, Mm-hmm. You know, way pre-COVID, back in twenty six, prior to twenty sixteen, I used to hang out at a at a game shop uh, by my, you know, by my house, and I used to play, you know, Magic. And for the life of me, I can't figure out why I would want to play something that drained my wallet so badly. When <laughs> you know, I could have just played D and D and bought like a pencil and some paper. Um, yeah. <laughs> But, Magic uh, people cannot help it. Don't feel bad, Will. I, know. I used to own two comic book shops, and I took incredible advantage of Magic people and their inability to not control themselves. So, yeah, it's just I, part of the deal. It's a real deal. I ha- I have a lot of uncontrolled spending habits. Most of most of which are tied to uh, you know comics and toys. So, hmm. you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, it goes hand in hand, really. Um, you know, like it. Dude, I realized I was spending, I like supporting indie projects, but like you see so many good ones and then you realize you're like, oh man, I'm really eating into the pocketbook with the uh, whole trying to support everything I possibly like on the internet. Um, and uh, yeah, eats away. Yeah, this, I'm, I'm living on a, uh, a fixed income. So I'm like, there's no way I can do that. And I started, I started digging through my boxes and finding like as many key issues as I could find and finding anybody to buy them, be like, sold, come pick them up. Yeah. So I, I sold a bunch of them to uh, my good friend, John. I've known him since I was like 16. And uh, that, that, ga- that gave me the money to uh, go deep into uh, the, uh, the project from uh, Global Frequency there. Oh, nice, yeah. To, Ma- to Mavericks. So... I went. Do you know I have a side book coming with that one? That's a. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. You're part of the. Uh, I got everything. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So yeah, you're. You'll be. I'll be. I'll be reading your stuff very soon. Yep. You'll have. Well, yeah. Star Circuit plus that, um, and and you know I have a cover with them as well. So that's cool. Joe, can oh, I nice. say that? I I like how you take advantage of just coloring over the pencils. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people miss that, and it, uh, it's something that can look very flattering on artwork. Yeah, I, I don't know why I, I like it so much. I just, um, I think I originally did it out of spite. Somebody told me, you can't do that. Like, they're like, you have to. Like, it looks shitty if you don't. And I was like, I don't like that you're telling me that I can't do it. So now I'm going to do it. And um, I liked it. Uh, and also, it saves time in some ways. Some yeah. ways it doesn't. Yeah. Because pencil can be sketchy and, and dude, it's hard for, I got a flatter and it's hard to get a flatter to really 
see all the concrete lines in a sketch or, you know, in yeah. pencil lines. Um, even if it's tight, they still make mistakes on pencils. So, um, uh, I've, I've seen, uh, I can't remember his name. It was a dude that drew some, uh, some books for dark horse. They were like star Wars books. I think it was around like uh, attack of the clones era. But anyways, besides the point, he, um, he did all penciled, uh, pages and they just sent it straight to digital color. And it looked, it, it wasn't even like, he didn't even like shade in his shadows to to be precise. It was just pencil mm. to fill in the space. Mm. And it looked great. Every one of them, and I'd seen a handful of guys do this prior, just because, you know, like early 2000s was when you really started to see a lot of artists um, just on the internet period that could just take anything they did. They could take a doodle and go through Photoshop and churn out something that just looked amazing because they were so good with color but um yeah it's it's just one of those things i'm always surprised more people don't take advantage of i did it for quite a long time myself because i was just like i'm sick of inking things and yeah. <laughs> uh i did a lot of commissions that way i did gi joe commissions for like three years that way for oh, people wow. and i never inked a single one of them i just penciled them color the pencil somehow always helped the color <laughs> i couldn't wrap my i was like i don't know how this works it just does it keeps coming out really nice but yeah, to to me, I think there's a natural, especially if you pay attention. The more you do it, the the more you like pay attention to like the natural gradients that happen with it. I'm sure you know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Th I think that's that. It must add to it. There's like an organic kind of way core shadows work along with like how you're how you're shading things in. To me, that's how it, it makes sense. Um, plus, I I just like to see a little bit of that underdrawing there, and that's what it kind of feels like when you see the pencil underneath. You're like, oh, I kind of see like their sketchiness and to me that's cool um and i think that's the vibe that, that you're getting with star circuit so yeah it's it's all it's very beautiful artwork the colors are great the 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 line works really good um just it's good to see more high quality uh books like and i mean high quality like top to bottom there's like nothing really lacking at all like the color is really hot it's it's so animated style, but it's still soft on some edges here and there. It's still blended. Yeah. All, all the glows are really nice. They're not overbearing. Congrats on self-control there. I can't control myself. When I start making things glow, like mm -hmm. everything's basically like a 2,000-watt bulb in my universe. <laughs> like I it's, cannot control myself. It is tough, and I think that's like one of the – I don't know. I think on my next – I have a coloring tutorial on my channel, but – um, on my next one, I think I just want to like maybe focus on, I might call it subtlety or something because um, I, I may have a natural knack for it or maybe just my eye doesn't like um, things that are just uh, not balanced or so, I don't know, something about it. I just never have had a super bad time with color where I can remember I'm a really worse draftsman than I am. I feel like the color just came more naturally. I don't know why. Um, I bet that's because you're you're a CGI guy, and that mm. benefits, uh, I think, colorists more so because they do have an eye for what would naturally happen, based mm. on their training on how to how to light areas properly and all that for, for, you know, computer animated films. So it wouldn't. It, I feel like I'm I'm looking at at a, uh, at a film in a way. Like I don't know if that was intentional, but it looks like I, an animated I, film just panel by panel and it's pleasing it's really cool you know where yeah. the line is 
So yeah, I think it's like amalgam. Like I said, like what you are as an artist, I think this is where all comes into play. Um, I think for everybody, for for you, for I think everybody has a little piece of things. And uh, my CG is one thing. I did storyboarding, and that maybe is a lot of the shot design. Um, I did concept art for a startup for a long time, so that's maybe where the like the inspiration for a lot of designing the world. You know, a lot of people. Um, actually there's a, we're on the page right now where it says there's a design book in that book. I just, I, it's a, it's a supplemental book that I described. I almost gave up on this whole thing because it's really hard to do, to do a sci-fi book. There's a lot to, there's a lot to get through just to even start. Like, you, you, cause if you don't do the, the, the front end or the, the back end work of designing certain things to make it look like a, a real world, it ends up seeming like, um, fake or so instantly fake you know the minute the minute your iphone looks you know like more sophisticated than the sci-fi bike you want to make it's uh you know it, it falls flat a little bit um and so for that reason i quit the project like two or three times i was like oh screw that um this story is about um pretty much this 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 street racer and his brother and so i was like i'm just gonna go do another story uh, it's, uh, it was like a mobster story about this guy and his brother. And I was like, this way I don't have to do all this design work. I don't have to go through it. And like I said, I, I came back to it, thankfully. But uh, it's a lot to go through, man. It's tons, tons of stuff. Oh, sci-fi is a very... Um, it, you're always riding this line on being careful of not being like generic. Because science fiction is filled with stuff that is... It's almost like fantasy that's too too far out there. People normies get lost with it because it's even like you mentioned the jargon earlier you don't want the jargon to be so ridiculous that people instantly check out you don't want any aspect of either sci-fi or fantasy to be to a point where it's it's yeah either the, the designs come off silly or it's hard to get yourself invested in the world but i mean with your book every every page every image here is like consistent you know, I, I, you can move locations and I still feel like I'm in the same place, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, I don't know how that really comes together. I think it's just um, I, I spent a long time just doing samples and trying to get good at, at what I was trying to get good at, you know, which is drawing and 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 storytelling. And um, at some point. Uh, like I said, I brought up this uh, Robin guy in the back here. This is Freddie Williams, who became my mentor. And after I told him the idea and we kind of worked through it, I, I I think I was at a point where things started becoming consistent a little bit. You know, um, things started seeming like it would be, you know, if I did it in a book, it would look like it would all be a part of the same thing. Um, well, your color palettes are a big part of this, too. I think mm -hmm. um, the colors being as good as they are will will help it's the the colors is what makes this world all appear to be the same place I, i'm glad you noticed that because like i yeah. tried to do it in black and white because i i'm really a black and white guy a lot of the books i back are in black and white yeah um but i i, I couldn't make my book black and white I, like it doesn't have the same um like you said it doesn't have the same like consistency or like this is not as real you know um no i want i want the taillight drags i want the glows i want I don't want to see this world in black and white and that's nothing personal. That's I purely on an aesthetic opinion, you know? 
Right. It's the same thing. It's like a lot of the stuff I appreciate out of Akira and, you know, just some animes like Cowboy Bebop and other things. I just, the things I liked the best were like the, the effects and, um, we like no, things where every part of it impresses us. That's mm-hmm. that's when you know something's great. When the the tail light lens flares and the drag of the light blows your mind. <laughs> when mm-hmm. when the speed lines on the road blow your mind. When mm-hmm. little things, so many subtle things in Akira, even outside of you know giant amorphous blob at the end, which is a, a feat within itself for animation. It's just there's yeah. so many so many subtle things that make uh the stuff the world remembers great and it's you know that's can I, the stuff can we I got an example of that yeah yeah uh, will will can you scroll down um to like uh i think it's maybe the fourth page of the interiors um and i'll show you an example of like when it hit for me because i think for artists um it happens a lot for us one more page down i think um and this first page here this first panel uh, of him driving through is the first time you see the money shot of him driving at you um, on the bike and everything worked. And it, I think, I don't know, maybe, maybe because of just how everything was coming together only until I saw the headlights of the racers behind far in the distance in the green, did it yeah. all work. I was like, that's cool. Like that, it looks realistic. And at the same time, everything around it seems right. The smoke, the, you know, the fun, everything's working. I'm like, Dude, this is this is when I realized it was a, a place, um, and I was excited to to see it. You know, so you, you like could see you... you could see the awesomeness happening before your eyes. Yeah, I mean, while like each stage, like in the pencils, I was like, oh, I can I can see it. I really enjoy it. it. This is coming together. My bike looks good. Like all my practice is is coming together. But the minute like you see it there, uh, you know, and and kind of like a, it looks like a, a panel out of like a key frame out of a movie, you know, out of a, in a star circuit animated series, you know, or something. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's when I knew at least, you know, but dude, you, you have a great way of putting things. Cause that's exactly how it feels. Yeah. And this whole page is just, he's coming at you and then he's whipping around the corner and you're basically eating a smoke. Yeah. Yeah. So you get a complete like 360 view of him on this single page. So, yeah, and this again, we're going back to like this is my first like we're doing this first slide in with the bike. It was really challenging. Like it was this is the first time I tried to do like a rotation of the same bike one after another. You know, like if you if you screw it up just a little bit too much, and I see the errors in it now still, but the it's it's good enough and it looks great. Um, especially after it was colored and I was like, dude, um, you know, it was challenging, but after it was done, I I really liked how everything came together. Well, that's how most things are. It's, uh, it's when you know the process of how to get from A to B and how it's supposed to work to get you a good result. And even if you're not a hundred percent sure, we all have like a general idea in our minds as artists. Like this is, this is the order and the way I do things in order to get the result that's desired. Um, when when you see it actually happen though, and it all comes together, it, it is a little different and it is fulfilling and people need that because that's what keeps you uh, motivated and moving on to the next page excited even though you know you're starting back from flats or uh, pencils yeah. or whatever it may be what whatever level of scratch you're starting from. So it's, it it's is it is 
<laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, trust me, brother. I know that. That's I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm 24 hours a day. If I'm not dealing with kids or fixing dinner or cleaning shit out of diapers, I'm drawing pictures. So. Oh, wow, man. I, I don't have kids, but I, that's why I always wonder, like, how do these, like, I'm working all the time. So, like, how do you guys pull this off? It's, it's insane. Uh, you you just uh, hope to God you can keep getting by for another day. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that's literally all it is. You're like, I'm going to die. I haven't slept in, like, two days, and I know I've got to get work done because I'm getting behind. But if I don't mm-hmm. sleep, I don't produce good work. But if I sleep, I don't get work done. You know, you start to just get in this, like, circular mindset where – and uh, you just have to force yourself to do things that you know are going to eat up time, and you're right. just going to have to. You got to work better at getting more done in the time you do have. It's very, it's very tough because it's it's working under duress 24 hours a day, but just dealing with that. So it's catch 22. But at some point, your kids will turn into teenagers, and they will never come out of their rooms. So yeah, it's it's not forever. But it feels mm-hmm. like it's forever yeah. when you have deadlines. Yeah, uh, the deadline uh, it definitely gave me gray hairs. Uh, <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not, I'm pretty new to like actually doing it. I, I work part time, uh, uh, my day job, and part time doing comics and whatnot, um, and then Star Circuit. Uh, but yeah, it's it's deadlines will get get you. And I, like I said, the kids thing, I don't even know. That's a whole. I know, I know. I know parents that don't have a demanding day job and they're still barely surviving. So I'm like, how does this work? Well, it's, it's um, one of those deals where you're, <laughs> you're essentially when people, when you hear that old, old thing where people will say, you know, if they just get to 18 alive, it's good enough. And that, right. that sounds kind of weak when you first hear it, like just get to 18 alive. But then when you realize kids are in a constant state of trying to get themselves killed, day in and day out 24 hours a day you're like that actually makes a lot of sense because children just seem to get themselves into situations that make an adult's head want to explode just constantly non-stop it does not end it's day and night and it's all the time but they got to sleep at some point so right you get a little bit of a break every day the advantage yeah but it's like like we'll tell you it's just something you fall into place with and you just yeah you learn to get in a new groove. That's all it is. It's just life is all a series of adjustments and children is just another part of that. So. And if, if not, you take a face cloth and, and dip it in, uh, you know, <laughs> a certain substance and be like, Hey, I smell this. <clears throat> and, <laughs> and, you know, put them, put them to sleep or, you know, you tell them you're gonna, you know, you're going to do away with Santa Claus or something. And uh, I was on high frequency and they, they, they were asking me like for that, like creator type advice. And I'm probably not the best person to ask because, you know, I'm just getting by myself too. But, um, I said, I said, so how do you get all this work done on time? I said, I don't know. Like, I guess people have to just have a drug problem or something. I don't know what to tell them to get (laughs) all the work. They have to start start on caffeine to a ridiculous point. Like I was joking, but at the same time, I was like, "There's really no good answers." We all know that the 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 true answer is you just have to work and get things done. And however that happens, doesn't matter how it happens; it's just gotta happen. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of hacking yourself, whatever that is. Like, just know thyself. I think is the most important 
piece yeah here. yeah it's like for real your advice is not really going to apply to me um but like yeah if, if 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 watching an old video of jim lee draw uh for a second will get you to finish the page tonight then watch it and then do it uh you know or whatever it is you need to do just hack your brain you know if you need to have a drink of whiskey have the drink and then uh drop it for me a shot would you yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's it comes down to comic books are difficult because it is such a process and there is a lot to do and you have to, to micro analyze every page and every panel and it's so easy to miss things because you're already spending so much time looking at it. Um, it's 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 not that the work is physically laborious. It's that the work is mentally laborious. And that there's just tons and tons of it. And if you don't have, if you're not a Japanese studio where you can have a whole squad of six or ten dudes to keep handing things off to, to tell them what to do and to finish and to, you know, it's just, it's a, it's way more work than yeah, what no, I, Normie would anticipate. I always wondered if I can go to like an art school and just grab like some interns and... <laughs> Do you guys want to draw speed lines for twelve hours a day? <laughs> Dude, if I had the money, like if if I if if I was doing Ethan Van Skyver campaigns, yeah, there would be way more money getting spent on helpers than there would be, you know, side merch. Grats to him. Yeah. I'm glad he can do that. That's cool. But I'd be like, I need people in here because I put way too many pages in a comic. So yeah, he's doing a, a different direction, which is cool. But you're you're right. Like it would be interesting what an, an alternate universe where he put it into like speed and productivity, and just like he's got like a studio making just one book, and he's able to pump out like a ridiculous book in uh, in a month. Yeah. Well, you know, I think too, Western artists, we are just way more. Um, we're nervous because it's not a world we're used to. You know, like we are nervous to let other people touch our stuff let other people do things to it if it's that part of the process that we thrive at right you know so i i can understand like i think that would be even if it was feasible that would be like just a weird learning curve because we're not used to it over here the the help we're used to is a whole nother part of the process we're mm -hmm. used to a colorist we're used to an inker to a writer those right, core right, jobs right. yeah we're not used to guy helps you finish every single page so yeah it's, I, it'd be it, weird yeah for me it would only be speed lines like that's the only thing that's time consuming that i wouldn't be afraid they're ruining the art um you know if they if they know the basics but yeah i don't even know what i tell people for my stuff i guess i'd just be like just make lines everywhere and we'll see how it goes <laughs> yeah, your death 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 stuff is, is insane and like i don't know man i don't know what your inspirations are for that book but uh um I don't know. It's like it's like disturbing and awesome at the same time. Well, thank you. That's that's the goal in a lot of ways. Uh, I won't take up too much time here because this is your show, but it's basically Evangelion, uh, the Bible, and just about anything that relates to the Bible in terms of like uh, other things found with Dead Sea Scrolls, um, uh, supplemental texts that we don't really have any verification for, but they're interesting. Um, oh. And uh, Akira... Transformers is another big one in terms of the toys, not so much the uh, the shows or anything like that. Right. Um, you know, I, I bi biblical mythology, I would say, is probably the biggest one. But um, I hate even saying the word mythology with it because, you know, you're Catholic, so yeah. I it's it's all real to me. But um, yeah, 
sometimes I just use the term mythology to get people to understand the grand scale of what I'm trying to to describe just in a very simplistic term, even though to me, I 100% believe, you know, the King James Bible beginning to end. Well, I, I mean, I don't want to get the wrong impression. Like I'm, uh, I was raised Catholic. I'm not. I'm probably an atheist now, but it does. It's not the not the point. I get your point, and I think it's cool. Oh, brother, it's time to get you to a revival. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> <okay>. Hallelujah! <laughs> I, I'm I'm still interested. I'm not like I, I think that makes it more kind of mysterious to me because like the the I want to know what you mean by that. You know what I mean? So, um, but uh, how's how is the process for making one of those pages? Um, it all depends on the page, but overall, like I already have everything bashed out in a general order, an idea of what I'm wanting to do. And, uh, I, I kind of break down each section of the story into like, I only wanted to consume X amount of pages for each event or movement or change, you know? And, um, from there, I just start working on the pages i'll do like a real basic sketch of like just where i want things to be like a squiggly line like clouds over here another squiggly line like i'm gonna put a giant head right here and okay let's just start slapping ink on this thing so um yeah i'm i've been doing comics for like 20 years now so i don't do a whole lot of pre-penciling on things um for my book at least now that's because i already have a pretty clear concise idea of what i'm doing with other people's stuff i definitely spend way more time on that kind of stuff way more planning way more pencils before i get to the to the inks and it's it's just because if it's too far outside of my realm of comfort i don't really have a choice like if i'm going to still create like a quality piece for them so but generally these yeah these days i only really draw in things that i'm um uncomfortable with or i haven't done a bunch already like i don't have to draw like sketch a mountain and i've drawn 10 zillion mountains i've drawn 10 zillion rocks i've drawn a million cloudy skies like there's just certain things i've done so much that i don't have to bother with too much prior so done (laughs) and i i i remember uh you talking about how you have to do things traditionally because if uh if you had done anything digitally he'd still be on the first page because you could zoom in like a million times and there's already so so much detail on you know intense sick detail on you know any page that he's done for for death 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 and it's like can you imagine how much, how many Easter eggs he would hide if he could do it digitally? It yeah. would just be a black page. Yeah, it would, it would just, just be a black out. page. <laughs> just be, yeah, you gotta, you gotta zoom in mark. like to you know 10x and 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 just like you know move the page around to see what's there. Yeah, yeah I mean, thank God for digital color. I I mm-hmm. thrive on that. I love mm-hmm. digital colors. Um, I love traditional colors too. It's just for my book personally, like it'd just be too time consuming to do traditional color. But, um, man, I, I love what we can do with, with digital and coloring comics ever since like the early two thousands, late nineties. when you really saw like top cow hitting their stride with beautiful colors on their books. Um, I don't know. It's been hard for me to go backwards. Like I'll do it for fun, 
Mm-hmm. But when you get right down to it, I'm like, but think of the glow I could put on it if I just used Photoshop. Because <laughs> like, I'm not going to break out the airbrush machine to do this traditionally. So yeah, it's I'm not going to take that risk of ruining a page. But yeah, yeah. man. But uh, your your book really does. I I love so many uh, uh, the little things you've done on this. I love the glow on the tires, the the trailing tail lights. Just like you said, that it feels very much. Um, you can see the storyboard experience uh, you've got from Because oh, yeah. it flows so well. You, it's there's speed in still images if that makes sense. Yeah, I and that's a, that's a huge compliment because I, I I I didn't realize it was gonna all come together. And I think that's uh, almost very surprising from every standpoint of every part of the process. Like from you know every artist gets this, but like from the start of your empty page to the finished pencil page, you're like, I'm not sure if this is going to work out until I see it happen. Um, yeah. But that's the kind of how I feel about every little piece. I'm like, I'm not sure if this thing is going to actually look like it's moving or uh, look like it's high speed until I actually see it. Uh, I'm more confident now because I did the whole first chapter, but um, previously I, it was all guesswork. I was like, I, I hoping this is going to be looking like what I thought it would be. And then uh, the biggest this is the funniest thing ever. I uh, when my girlfriend read read the the draft copy when everything was done, she was like surprised it was so good. I was like, I was surprised too. It was like read read well. I was like, this is really good. And uh, uh, you know, I told her like, what do you think I was doing in here all all day for years? Um, <laughs> but to me, that was funny because like you know, it kind of embodied the feeling that I have every day that she eventually had. About like oh, it actually came together. I was going to make some wisecracks about women, but then I realized you were talking about your girlfriend specifically, and decided oh, yeah, yeah. against such things. <laughs> it's okay. I, I would run with it. <laughs> it's going to be uh, like women don't understand creative endeavors. <laughs> yeah, she's it's not she's their. Not, yeah, she's not funny either, dude. Um, no, my my <laughs> wife's been wondering what I've been doing for twenty years now. <laughs> No, I bet uh, she's a good. Yeah, she lets you. Uh, she understands the 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 time at the table. Yeah, well, she's also too. She's like, "Are you going to go to bed tonight?" And I've been like, "You've known this answer for twenty years. I'm never yeah. going to bed ever again for the rest of my life till I die. Then I'll go to bed. I'll get all the sleep I need when I'm dead." Yeah, there you go. Um. I don't know what I think. There's some cool stretch goals to maybe uh, uh, sweeten the deal um, down here. That way, just in case anybody who is not back, they can know what they're going to get. I spent a good amount of cash just to kind of sweeten the deal for everybody, pretty much. Where where um, I got this double-sided postcard that is got the art from the first kind of action shot I wanted to show. It's like a it was like a test, pretty much. But it came out so good, I was like, oh, I could really make this book. Um, and that's actually one of the only shots that is digital. Um, that's a digital pencil work. So you can kind of tell a little bit what's going on. That one's a little bit more clean. Um, but anyway, we've got Jeremy, my art bro, uh, Zade Studios did this next piece. It's a five by eight and you get that for free and that's free with every physical purchase. Uh, I added pages when we hit 10 K and so it's a 40 page book. Uh, not all of its story, obviously, but it's just the first chapter. Uh, and it's, I think it's going to be like one out of maybe eight chapters. I think it's going to be like 250 pages, 300 pages when this first 
you know, the volume's done. I, and I call it a mini-series because it could go into another segue of another volume. But for right now, this is the story. I know the beginning. I know the end. Uh, you, it's it's going to be a solid story. And uh, I want you there for the ride. Uh, but anyway, uh, back to the stretch goals. Um, I did this mixtape, which is a huge thing I always wanted to do. This is kind of like the, the thing with the trailer where you don't get the vibe um, that you get until you watch that trailer. Uh, a lot of it's because of the music. And uh, we got several indie, artist, indie artists um, like Vasto Synthwave, uh, Ryan Wynn, um, several other people uh, to all come together. I think Dark Gift Comics did, did a track too. But this is a companion tape that you can listen to while you read. Um, and I think it works well. Very uh, nice. And actually, everybody gets that one because it's digital. So even if you get the digital perk, which we do have, um, you'll get that as well. So that's a cool, sweet deal. And then we have uh, Shay the Red convinced me to do patches, a motorcycle patch. Uh, so anybody who gets uh, 32 bucks or more on, a, on the campaign will get a patch. And those are pretty sweet. They're, they're like two by four little squares. Um, and lastly, we got a black and white print of these kind of expressive characters. The two main brothers in the book. Like I said, it's a brotherly book, fraternal. And so, uh, yeah, this is another five by eight. So you get three prints, a post, no, two prints, a postcard, uh, a soundtrack. If you spend enough, you get a patch, um, and extra pages. And that's, that's all the extras. Uh, so yeah, here are blown up versions of them. Uh, yeah, fun stuff. I, I, I was stoked to get everything together for this. Yeah, you normally you don't have to say who convinced you to do the patches. We all know who convinces everybody to do patches. <laughs> I figured I should have should have just left it um, a mystery. Well, a non-mystery. Yeah. But now now she's got me backing projects to, uh, you know, just to get the patches. <laughs> Bugging the hell out of me. But, uh, so it goes, and that's actually a metal trading card. Um, it's only for the people who signed up early, and for the people that um, backed while we were not in demand. So I pulled it off the the page. So okay. it's only the people who backed on campaign. Yeah. Still very cool though. Yep. So it, it looks great. I, it's a metal package. Uh, so this poster is in the feature perk. It's a interesting one. I got it right here. It's actually, came out great. Um, it's pretty, it's, it's a large poster. We'll stand back. Check that out. Nice. Killer poster. Uh, this is the proof. Came in the mail, bent up. But yeah, this is, it's awesome. It's uh, 24 inches long, so it's like going to be, it's going to feel like a tapestry or something. Yeah. Nice. Uh, cool stuff. Yeah, dude, the stretch goals are really cool. A lot of fun stuff there. Oh, yeah. And, and that's the design book. That's the one where actually it's layouts as well. So all of the layouts in every every page is laid out. I show you the layouts and then the pencils. And then obviously you have the book as well. So you can see the colors. That way you can compare and see exactly how I was, like my thought process. Some of the pages look totally different in layout form. Some of them look exactly the same. But um, you can see how that works. Plus the cover is cool. You can see the transition that we were talking about putting digital colors on top of pencils. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, uh, did, did you do that cover as well? Because the graphic design aspect is very nice. Yeah, yeah. my uh, Everything I do, I pretty much everything art I've done except for the letters. 
if you consider it. Yeah, it's very good, man. It's uh, it's not it's not easy to juggle all that stuff. So it's not. I, yeah, it's you not there. I feel like my worst thing I do is kind of um, graphic design. So it's it, this one turned out pretty good. I did design the logo, so it's one of the things that I was able to pull off. See, I went super easy with my logo. I just found this uh, font called Impact. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I made I made the same word three times in white letters on a black background. Done. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where I got the idea. I think at the minute I saw the the, the glow from the tire, I was like, oh, that kind of looks like it could be a you know ellipse of some kind. So that's where the the idea but came. Because you're a creative guy, mm-hmm. and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, I, I'm all about wherever you put your time, you, you know, I'm sure, you know, obviously you're joking, but, uh, yeah. um, yeah, it's all about where you put your time. Like, and I barely put any time into my handwriting. So my handwriting shit. Uh, so, yeah. you know, um, in this case, I put time into the logo and, uh, yeah, I think it worked. Dude, I've honestly tried to, um, get good at lettering, like just mm-hmm. basic comic book lettering. And, uh, Everyone told me it looked like I let a child lighter it, and it made me mad. <laughs> I said, "What?" I was like, "I thought it, I thought it was actually looking pretty good." And they're like, "No, we thought you let your fucking kid do this or something." I was like, no, oh, <laughs> like really I can draw can good that. letters, but I can't like just write good letters. So. Yeah, no, handwriting is it's I. That's when I initially thought about. I was like, "Oh, if you think about handwriting like it's a drawing, then I have good handwriting." But uh, the minute my brain turns off, that the minute my right side of my brain turns off, and I'm just writing stuff, then it, uh, dude, you can't read anything I write. Yeah, uh, so. yeah, I've been there. I actually had I was at a uh, portfolio portfolio review with uh, Matt Hawkins at a convention in like 2002, Chicago mm-hmm. or something, and he was looking at my pages. And he goes, is that really your handwriting? And at the time, it hadn't crossed my mind yet. You know, I was like fresh out of high school. I was just like, yeah, what's it matter, dude? Like I started getting defensive. Yeah. It's, well, who cares what the handwriting, what, 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 what the part that says page one, like that's not relevant to what you're did looking he, at here. Did he chew you out? I feel like he would chew you out. He, he was relatively mild with me, like in comparison to the other people. So, like, I was kind of midway in the line and had to watch, like, people just get brutalized in front of me. So I was like, oh, God. But uh, by the time I got up there, I think he'd seen so much awful work that I at least skimped by on being a little better than the people around me. So um, he was pretty upbeat. I mean, we we stayed in contact for years. But once once his employees started getting nasty on the Twitter verse and you know i owned retail shops at that point and i was like brother i can't i'm buying your books out of loyalty and keeping them on the shelf they don't really do that well like you guys have got to help us out here i can't have your like your 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 writers and your artists literally taking dumps on people over the most minor of things people that are there like borderline agreeing with them that are their super fans and they're still finding reasons to find fault in people they don't know and I was like, and this was in 2014. This wasn't even when when things had gotten to the point they're at now. So yeah, that's early. That's early. They were on the the early bandwagon. Yeah, and that that was kind of when things just kind of dissolved in terms of 
I wouldn't say being friendly, but just speaking every once in a while or being able to hit him up and get his take on something. Mm-hmm. So, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, I, who, I don't think any of us really want takes from people that don't produce anything good at this point mm-hmm. and haven't yeah. produced anything good in like 10 to 15 years. So, yeah, I, I feel like that's what the core thing, I think that's the problem with the whole diversity inclusion folks, uh, you know, or whoever, whoever has a take that's, you know, prioritize it, prioritizing like something that's not the product or the story or whatever. You know, if you're prioritizing anything else but that, it doesn't have to be, like I said, diversity. It can be whatever, you know, like prioritizing, you know, like uh, your, your your personal taste in, you know, like paper or something. I, I don't know. I guess that's the product too. Um, something else. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter. Well, we all know there's things in this universe like, uh, like G.I. Joe in the 80s. It was about as diverse as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Every every part of it had people from all around the planet, every walks of life, every everything you can think of. And, and the bulk of them were part of the United States military. And it wasn't – and it was one of the biggest products of its time, mm-hmm. still is. I mean the, the following G.I. Joe has is ridiculous. And it's – they didn't have to shove anything down our throat or try to brainwash us as kids – they just said, hey, look, it's a Native American. He's got giant muscles and a machine gun, and he's yeah, cool yeah. as shit. And that's all it took. And they've just they, they've let all that sense and all that obvious common sense we've had about these things for years now just get thrown out the door for, for ideology, and it's frustrating because it's like mm-hmm. there's ways to do this. You guys don't have to, to pretend you don't <laughs> all this knowledge that we know for fact you have because you come from an era – where that knowledge was bestowed upon you. So right. it's it's weird. I don't I don't understand people magically not being able to comprehend how Anything. to do good work when they were able to do good work for the fifteen years prior to that other fifteen where they magically forgot how things <laughs> uh, what what equals a good product. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, you bring up the logo uh, for the for the T-shirt, um, which is only on the big tier. That's uh, the Apex backer. That's the big backer. And I, I wanted it to be that way because obviously I I wanted people to have T-shirts, but maybe next time I'll do a different type of one. But this one I wanted to see if you're wearing it. I know you were a huge supporter in the beginning, and I wanted whenever I have a table and somebody walks up with that, I would you know could instantly give them a hug and you know <laughs> thanks so much for supporting so much so um but yeah i, I dig it the hollow the hologram is cool yeah and then the cast this is this is where everything's based on i guess it's a it's a it's a brother story and these are the two brothers here uh their last name is metric and they're pretty much they've a big uh they're they're pretty much rich in a world where rich doesn't matter, <laughs> but they're, that's how rich they are essentially. Like they're rich in, in resources, um, beyond measure. But, uh, the point is, uh, these guys are, they're, they're, they're all kind of damaged in their own particular way. And they're kind of coping with it differently. Um, obviously under the main character atlases it says he's a narcissist and that's how he deals with everything um but he's also kind of damaged so he keeps everyone at arm's length and uh he's kind of the street racer that is skilled but you know reckless uh and his brother's the opposite he's traditional he's uh kind of loyal to a fault like he'll always put someone over himself which is a problem 
Um, but anyway, they, they, they have battles between themselves. And then Hip Below, I feel like Hip is, uh, is a very popular character. Um, she's on the trading card. She's, um, she's the blue-haired girl, but this is, I made her when blue-haired girl was not as tropey. Um, and, uh, anyway, she's, she's the ex-girlfriend that is just like, uh, She's just like always looking uh, for fun. Uh, she's the adrenaline junkie. She's like, out of all of them, they, she, she would be on a motorcycle more often than any of them. And uh, she's just, you know, she's out there, probably the first, like, most likely to get into a fight <laughs> and drag you along with it. Uh, and, uh, and these are all characters that you're going to meet in the first chapter. So this is... I think one of my main goals in, in the first chapter, I think everyone's first chapter should look like this. Everyone should have like a distinct intro that like speaks to them. Um, at least the first time the reader kind of comes across their name and sees uh, what's going on. Uh, so Nick is the potential. He's, he's kind of like this. He's like the genius. And, uh, um, but he's, you know, he's nerdy. So like he's, he's got flaws and he's, and he's looking for, pretty much he's he's having the problem most nerds have like he's having social issues which um his best friend atlas can help him with so that's kind of their dynamic she and said stop being such a nerd pretty <laughs> step much one. <laughs> step one stop talking about quantum uh compensators every two seconds um and uh last one sandra dread which is she's kind of the intro of the uh, she's Pretty much the villain before you know she's a villain. However, uh, you'll you'll get the fact pretty quickly. Um, but anyway, as as far as chapter one goes, you'll notice that she's very, um, what she looks like, very kind of smug and uh, power hungry. She's she's an executive and uh, uh, like a femme fatale in not the tr traditional like Black Widow sense. She's a femme fatale in like a mastermindy type of. Uh, uh, like a Lex Luthor kind of sense. Yeah, a Lex, but not necessarily. It's like combined the femme fatale. There is a femme there. She's still using her sex appeal to do more Lex Luthory type of things. Yeah, pretty much. So she's like Lex Luthor if he was sexy and <laughs> That's exactly how I should describe her. <laughs> uh, but Lex Luthor is less uh, corporate. She's kind of still, she's, she's, she's a little bit... Uh, She's still kind of working within the system where Lex is not. Well, sometimes he actually Lex does all that. Never mind. <laughs> I'll, I'll retract it. I'm sorry, Joe. I've got okay, you all yeah. coupled. It's okay. It's a perfect. <laughs> I, I should have never brought up Lex. He's bald <laughs> and nobody likes him anyways. That's my fault. I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. I, I don't know if it would go over. I don't know. If, like. I think people would be okay with that description, but all the nobody likes them, huh? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, Will, you've you've still got a little bit of a beard going on. Oh yeah. Lex don't have that because he's got like that thing where he can't grow hair. Yeah. Like David yeah. Finch. <laughs> yeah, like David, <laughs> David Finch. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. God bless oh. David Finch. He's cool with me. I don't want to sound rude. <laughs> Yeah, he's the L best. A little joke at his expense. That's not too bad. He's I don't think he'll. He can handle it. So he's Canadian. He can. Mm -hmm. um, oh, he'll be nice about it anyhow. So yeah, yeah, he won't. He won't. He won't say. Uh, anyway, 
so <laughs> uh, yeah, this is this is pretty much it. The 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 book is um, actually there's some things at the very bottom. Uh, there's some original pages that I'm selling. Uh, they're pretty cheap. You get the book and the original page for two twenty five or something. But yeah, here's wow. the oh yeah, that's pages. not bad at all. So yeah. So really, I think this is the cheapest you're going to get these pages. I think the next time there'll be more just because I I think everybody that I go to RT Bear and everybody's just telling me, dude, you should at least be 400 a piece. So I'm like, okay, uh, I'll, I'm not yeah. going to disregard your advice. Uh, so that's what they'll probably be next time around. So if you want a page of mine, you know, just to hedge your bets, go for it out there in, in the web. Uh, so, and it's first come, first serve. So um I think there's plenty more pages to go, but you never know. Maybe your page gets picked. It's, yeah, uh, so you can get you can get any just about anything as an add-on. So you can get uh, the main cover, the Canaan cover, layouts and designs, and uh, sketch, sketch cards. Yeah, I actually have a couple of those here. I'm, I'm always working on a few. Uh, I've got an atlas here. So this is oh, there we go. So you can see what you'll get. It's usually like a portrait like this. Um, I've got some crazy good ones. What I realized by doing this, killing two birds, I would lay out three uh, cards together and I would put them across and make a model sheet out of the cards. That way I kill two birds, one stone. I'll make a new model sheet, an updated model sheet because my skills have gotten better a little bit. So I wanted to kind of make myself a new model sheet and at the same time do the sketch cards. So people who get the sketch card actually will get potentially uh, an official model sheet of the characters, like this thing I'm using to model the characters as I draw. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and you'll know you got a, you'll know you got a model sheet because I'm writing, this is the official model sheet on those cards. So cool. you have a chance for that, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, that's damn awesome. Yeah, most people uh, don't, I mean, that was just a cool, unique idea. I was, I was trying to be creative about it and, and save myself time. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to do these pages quicker and quicker without losing, you know, what was originally there. So, um, well, that's the catch to a lot of this. We we are we're always striving to find ways to get things done and retain quality, and it's it's a it's tough to. It seems like for me personally, I don't know about you, but like I get in spots where like I will find something that'll get something moved ahead, but then somehow. Something else I didn't expect still just re-equalizes like that time. Like it's it's always as I wouldn't say fruitless effort, but it's defeating well, uh, like eight out of ten times. I would say the same. I, I mean, because if I was maybe handing it off to a colorist, um, I I think it would work. But because I'm not, I like find if I don't put the detail in, or if I don't do a great job of draftsmanship on a page. I have to make up with it somewhere. I'm going to follow like, uh, this is kind of not, this is a little wonky. I might have to put whatever there or use color to, to help it. Um, and it just makes it harder down the road. Take, it takes longer to do the color pretty much. So, yeah, um, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying, man. But if you have like a solid as help, like page like these, like they're, they're pretty crisp. All the lines are coming together. The, the volumes are there. Coloring is like a cinch. Like you're like, oh, this is, this is a uh, cake. So, um, but believe me, not all the pages come together like the ones I'm showing here. Um, some of them are harder to pull off. Some of them are easier, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, that's, that's always how it's going to be, so. 
there's there's things where I don't I don't comprehend how guys like John Byrne was at a weird point in Marvel where he was pumping out like three to five books a month. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I don't even know how somebody draws and keeps their brain wrapped around like how to produce quality work. And I know that's when his like notorious snowblind alpha flight book happened where it's just oh, dialogue yeah. with blank panels for like at least a little over half the book. But even the pages he did draw in that book would take me forever. Like they're still super crisp, you know, nice lines, everything on them's like it's that same idea. You can even see it in guys where they were rushed that it's like if I just do these core things really well, I will get a good result. And it, it does mm. take kind of sticking to it and knowing knowing what gives you uh, good results and not not getting too deterred from that, even if it feels time consuming and frustrating in the moment. Yeah. Oh for I sure. Totally agree. So how how much longer are you going to be keeping uh, Star Circuit in demand? Well, it's it's tough to say because like I did with the delays and everything, I want to leave it up. I wanted to leave it up for a while after the books came out. So definitely it'll be up for the holidays. Um, I want to say I want to keep it up as long as possible, but I realize that um, certain things like shipping internationally and all this other stuff is a pain. So the longer <laughs> I keep it up, the more potential I, I leave myself open for craziness like that which um in the future because shipping to europe and everything has gotten crazy so i don't want to leave too much uh leeway for problems uh to occur but i do want the book open until the next uh sign up you know what i mean so yeah it'll be a trade-off i think it'll be a good ways into 2022 before it's down so you got you got months you got months to 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 back it yeah so uh definitely don't forget about this uh you know, follow, you know, follow on it and, uh, and, sh and, help us and get sh the yeah, share it out. Joe's yeah, dying to hit that 19 K, you know, cause yeah. none of, none yeah. of us can do math right now. So, right. We're so close. Especially, uh, especially me. Uh, okay. It I was think, just, it was just me, but you know, yeah, I think I do the math, but <laughs> now I'm like, uh, now I'm hazy. Uh, so, <laughs> I think with this book, it's going to be a good, a good, obviously when your book comes out, you get a good uptick because um, people get to read it. And uh, I'm real confident to it. Uh, real, uh, my editor, uh, Kimisabi, he's like, he's raving on it, which like, it's, it's really nice to hear, but like, it's still just one guy. I know he's like a really good reviewer and he reads a lot of books. He knows story, um, but he's, he's raving on it. So I'm like, okay, maybe... Maybe I do have something where I can, um, you know, kind of be, it's hard. I want to be confident without being, you know, not to, um, you know, I guess braggy about it. But the point is like, I know you're going to really like the story because a guy that reviews books all the time likes it. So, um, well, there's, will... yeah, you should be confident, man, because just, just in the, the pages alone, just what you can see on the campaign it looks miles above tons of other campaigns. So oh, yeah. I, I just, the work speaks for itself. So yeah, if, if you want to be a little overconfident, be overconfident. I mean, I'm only at 15, a little over 15 K and I, every time someone says your book looks really good, I have to fight the urge to go. Yeah, I know, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> you think I'm, you think I'm retarded? I know it looks good. This stuff's hard. Yeah. It better look good or there's a problem. Yeah, that's why I'm here. Uh, 
uh, I, yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a trade off. Like trying to be humble at the same time, like I'm still not going off of what I think. I'm going off of you know some opinions that I respect. So um, back the book because I think uh, you're gonna really enjoy it. That's it. It's getting good reactions for a reason. Oh yeah. Now speaking of shipping internationally, mm-hmm. uh, how are you attacking uh, Kimosabi's homeland? Um, well, I didn't charge tons more, which I'll probably be eating costs on certain things like the bike, um, which is a downfall. But at the same time, the book and um, everything else, I think I priced pretty well. Um, next time I will be using probably Critical Blast to handle this for me because it's just a hassle. I'd rather be creating than uh, figuring out the logistics here. Uh, but I probably charged close to the right amount. I might eat a buck or something per each one, but I didn't get that many. I got maybe 30 books going out to Australia. So um, I might eat a little bit of it, but you know, I plan for it. I charged high on the international across the board on purpose. I just told people straight up, like it's a solid number because yeah. this is the only way I can have any, any chance of, of shipping this by time 2022 when it's done. Right. And having some wiggle room of not getting totally sank by what could be happening with shipping by that point. So, yeah, that's it's just point. that's how international is. You got to equate the whole world into it. It's like, yeah, it might be a little cheaper to ship to some guy and and wherever, but it could be quadruple that amount. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're all eating a little cost here. Sorry, folks. It's yeah. nothing personal. This affects literally everyone in the process, unfortunately. Yeah. Because I know, uh, I know Rini from uh, that did Fiendish. Mm-hmm. Uh, she should she had to ship a book to uh, to Australia like about a month ago, and right after they reopened the the flow lines, and she said it cost her like seventy bucks to ship a book there. And I'm like, jeez. Yeah, it's incredible. The the bikes that I'm shipping out out there to make they have to be, you know, packed with stuff. So it's like bigger mm-hmm. than it's light, but it's it's bigger than you know a book. Um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna be probably, I think I'm gonna be eating like twenty bucks a pop. But there's not really, there's not really much I can do. Um, it's a uh, it's a sad story, but at the same time, I'm glad they're getting the bike. And it's there's not really that many bikes, so and only a few are going that far so it's a cost that i'm willing to take because i you know i made i made some money on the other perks so that's how it goes i think to some degree this is a thing where we are we we all have to kind of play ball right now and feel things out as they go yeah and um uh, there's you know i can i can go back to to stories my dad told me of some of the up and down times you know um during his era as a, as a baby boomer. And I try to remind myself, we have these weird spats in this country and worldwide every so often, and it's pretty inevitable. And yeah, shipping and gas and fuel and all that stuff in other countries cooperating with each other. It's, it happens, but eventually it cools down and things kind of even out. So you know, I think I think after enough people get frustrated because it starts affecting 
billionaires, <laughs> then mm -hmm. then we'll mm -hmm. see things start to start to smooth out and get a little better. Because at the end of the day, this kind of stuff uh, affects the the most elite just as much as it affects ground level people. And um, at some point, it will kind of smooth out here. Because I I get a lot of doom and gloom emails of people being like uh, uh, talking about shipping and possible future issues and i'm like yeah i know man this is like <laughs> the story of creating and running a business for anything if you brand businesses you know these kind of things happen actually more often than what you would think just not quite on the scale we're seeing it lately mm -hmm. and it's uh you just power through them you have to eat some costs here and there but there's always a little bit of underhanded profit you may just walk away with none of it to, to right. fulfill things and, and it's it's for the future of the business. Most of these first books we don't expect to be overnight money makers on. This is stuff where we're just trying to get it into people's hands and build some trust with customers and yeah. uh, show show them what we're capable of. So when they come back later, maybe they'll bring somebody with them and we can, yep. you know, really excel. That's despite shipping it. issues, despite gas prices, despite you know. Yeah. It all just I mean you don't need that many people to like really do start making the money. So like just bringing the one person, if everybody brings a friend, it that makes a huge difference. Like it doesn't seem like it is, but it, it will. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. And for all those people that are worried about, um, uh, international, uh, and maybe you want the book and still maybe you don't want the guilt of it like being that costly. I do have the digital tier. So get a digital tier. Um, you'll still get the mixtape, uh, soundtrack. Um, but I, I think the best value is the one you're on the essentials for 50 bucks. You're getting two books and a poster pretty solid. Um, and, uh, yeah, you get the banner print, uh, mm -hmm. the, the layout and design book. And I really dig that. Like I've, I've backed, uh, a good handful of books now that have, uh, I've got one here. What's, what's he call it? Mm -hmm. Uh, the sketchbook edition. Mm. and it does this he make it makes the book thicker but he does what you do but he can just combine the book and uh right. the, the layout and design stuff and they put in like you know they added like some extra stuff from prior campaigns that the artist had worked on and just like some sketch stuff he had done and i just i just like that because it lets me see like a process and uh the line art and everything i really dig it yeah, it's fun. yeah, I treat I, a lot of that stuff like source books, too. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a lot more popular than what people think. Uh, even in Japan, the manga stores have um, entire sections dedicated to, I forget what they call them, but they're essentially mm -hmm. source books. They're just pictures of process or pictures of, uh, let's say, like every Batmobile or every Optimus Prime or just every something from a specific genre. Yeah. And people do like that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I think uh, that some of those are they're just as fun as the comic books. You do feel like you're getting some insight out of them that you wouldn't have got otherwise. Oh, yeah. And uh, like Joe Starr said, uh, you get the digital only, uh, a.k.a. the Australian variant. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people take me up on them because like there's, you know, you have to do what you, I'm, I'm thankful, too, because you're, like, you're helping and it's really the most cost effective like you're just helping the campaign more than anybody else though i think that's to, to us we really like you to get the physical because um that's what comic books are but yeah 
Yeah, well, you had like almost 40 people grab that up already, so. Yeah, and the, all these I kind of restarted, so it may be even more than that, so. Oh, yeah, it's probably a lot more then. So we'll see. You get the, the Star Circuit main cover. The Canon cover. I like that one. Yeah, Canyon, dude, and this is a fur, that's a fur uh, cow, uh, or did I say fur cow? Yeah, fur cow, that's his name. Um, Steve fur cow, he did uh, um, a lot of stuff for Stephen Platt. He colored a lot of old school stuff, so he's actually the colorist on that one. It's the only thing I haven't colored, but dude, kill it. It's my, I love the cover, um, and uh, yeah, I don't know if you're a fan of that guy, but. Yeah, it's beautiful. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, I really, I just like the whole, you know, the whole layout and everything just pops real nice on it. Mm -hmm. Kanan did a great job and it, somehow the colors just, it, it, some of the best color work I've seen on on anything, everything, like we talked about, all the little finishes that I would like to see, like the lens flares, the, you know, the holograms, all there. Um, and it kind of for full circle because Furcal did a, a Noman DVD teaching how to draw color, uh, you know, for comics mm -hmm. back in the D back in the day. And it's one of the first introductions I saw and I learned my first steps with him. And so full circle, he's, he's the colorist on my first book. So, oh. or the colors for the first, you know, books cover. Nice. And you can get, uh, the book and the design book for 32, both covers also for 32, Book and the Banner for 36, the thing everybody wants, the uh, the motorcycle. And you said you, they can get this uh, like flat, flat or primed. Yep. Yep. You'll have the option when you back uh, with that perk, flat or primed, and we'll we'll get them shipped out that way. I've got uh, the guy who modeled it because I didn't model it, even though I've got, I have a CG background. He's a, I don't have the time and he's a better modeler, I think, um, but and he's a 3D printer, so he modeled it specifically for a 3D print. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah. But yeah, either way, it's a killer model, killer 3D print. Really, we we up the size on it, and um, you're not going to find anybody who does <laughs> 3D prints is going to laugh at this price. They're going to be like, "Dude, this is you're getting this thing at half price, if not more." So. Um, back it now while you <laughs> while you while can. You can. At this price, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, because uh, sixteen out of forty have been claimed already, so they are they are uh, finite. So yep, first edition—that's what we call them. First edition, get it now, because issue two, uh, there'll be another bike, and it'll be a lot more. Yep, and we'll probably do some of the cool things. Probably a, a, a figure next to it standing. We'll do some cool stuff rather than it just standing there, but it'll be nice. Yeah, I'm like, I'd get one, I'd get it primed, and it would look great until I tried to paint it. Well, it does look really cyberpunky, just primed. Um, mm -hmm. It's just got this nice gunmetal gray. It might just be cool on your desk as is. You never know. Just the light hitting the gray will, yeah, create shadows and things that make it look painted. It's surprising nice. what this light can do on a on a you know a kind of a flatly painted object yep nice agreed and 66 dollars gets you the book and a sketch card which could possibly be a new character sheet 
Yep, absolutely, yeah. And here's what you're talking about, the Apex backer. Mm-hmm. And like I said, a lot of people have taken me up on this, um, but every time, the, the perks you can't combine. So like every time I pull the discount away or whatever, um, it restarts the number of how many people bought it. So uh, be assured, there's plenty of people that got it, but the uh, it's, it's everything on the page pretty much except for um, the exclusive stuff that, you know, the trading card and, and, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Uh... Don't fret. Uh, more than one, many more than one person claim this. So <laughs> yes, we got to we got to almost 19k by more than one person. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Star Circuit and an original page for 250, which is a mm-hmm. steal. Indeed, yeah. Because if you discount the book, yeah, you're you're getting it for pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah. You know, even you know, oh, it's oh, it's way too cheap. <laughs> now I don't have 250 lying around currently, but uh, me either, dude. <laughs> I know because more people need to buy pages. Uh, but man, that that is so cheap. I'm not used to seeing a page like under like you know 350, 400. Yeah, you know uh, that that's the low side. So for sure, and I, I, I said it'll it'll go up in the next campaign. So anybody who's really looking forward to you know, wanting some of my art, like, take me up on it now. Like, you know, roll with the punches here. <laughs> Get uh, Joe's, on the ground floor today. Joe's pricing things to move right now, mm-hmm. which yeah. is, there's nothing wrong with, too. You know, you've got to, um, like, there's, there's, there's times where people will say, like, oh, man, you should be charging more for this or that. But you also know, like, I know what, like, my realistic commission prices are. Like when I'm mm-hmm. talking to people, I know realistically what's a fair price to give and what's absolutely outrageous. And if it's absolutely out- outrageous, it's because I really don't want to cough up artwork or I don't want to do the gig. Right. So there's 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 two pretty obvious reasons. So we all kind of know our value and our worth. And mm-hmm. Joe's trying to be polite and give you guys something at a reasonable rate when, yeah, he probably could charge more. But it's a uh, it's a it's a benefit to the to the fans right now to yeah. get a chance yeah. at it. Like, I wanted and... people to, yeah, I wanted people to like see the book, see the page. And then when they, cause in the book, you'll notice um, when you get the book and read it, uh, the back page will have like an ad for a couple things like the bike and, and an original art. Oh, and nice. so I wanted you to read the book and be like, Oh, this is cool. Oh, look, you can get the original page, come back and back um, and back a page, which I may add a perk when I release the book that is just the original page without the book. That way you can grab a page uh, that was the idea that I think like people, once they read the book, they'll be intrigued to want to own a page. So, yeah, that's the idea. Yeah, that's it's that's very cool, man. I really dig this. I think we all dig this. Uh, you should dig it more than us because it's your creation. But uh, <laughs> we all, all three of us dig this because we all love Akira. But uh, we're all fans of the same here. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, oh, it's it's beautiful looking artwork and it looks yeah. fun and it looks enticing and it's just it's aesthetically pleasing yeah it just looks amazing overall i know before you say i know right <laughs> yeah I, well, I, durr. Durr. <laughs> yeah i spent i spent a long time uh i i think i said five years but i think that's about right 
Um, so, you know, I spent a long time just learning how to write, but <laughs> in the midst of that, I spent like literally a year just doing the book, like just the whole thing, you know what I mean? Like it's, so the, the it, it's, it, I spent way more time than I normally would on, on it just to make sure it came out what I wanted it to. So mm. that's why it looks so good. That's good. That's admirable. I mean, it, it looks awesome. I love it. It's definitely on my my hit list of of future books that I want to I want to get my hands on. It'll be there, you know, maybe. You know, I definitely like it. Maybe if somebody gives me something for my birthday, I can I can back a couple more books. Yeah, that's great. I appreciate it if you do. Um, anybody out there has backed it. I, there's been delays, and I feel like. I, it feels bad on your first book to like have a little bit of delays, but I think people understand, you know, I try to give updates, um, uh, why it's delayed, but you know, it's hard when it's beyond your control. People are pretty reasonable about it. Yeah. I mean, I've had, I've had a couple of, uh, delays on, on projects that I've, that I've backed, but all the creators are, uh, you know, both sets of creators are like, very very vocal with their with their updates and you know if you have any quit you know if you have any questions reach out to us and every single like one of their social contacts is is there uh i feel you know as long as you're communicating with with the backers this is what's going on uh paper shortage and i'm having issues with the printer and we're going to get it all sorted out it's 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 going to be on the way very soon and I'll let you know of any other updates, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think everybody is, you know, under understanding. It's like, you know, the world has been kind of like in a, you know, stuck in a parking lot at, at you know, 5 p.m. Yeah. for like a couple of years now. So it's generally harder to do just about everything business wise these days. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not everything, but most things. Yeah. I want to I want to thank you uh, for for coming on and uh, and talking to to me and you know hanging out. Uh, big thank you to uh, my co-host this evening, Mr. Joe Ball. Oh well, thank you. Will. And uh, I appreciate yeah, you guys me. and all the work you do. Uh, when we wrap this, I'm gonna I'm gonna download this episode and I'm gonna upload it to my podcast platform. And as soon as I get the notification from Spotify and the others. I will uh, post it out and and link you guys and 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 share it out. I know there were uh, there were a lot of other shows we were up against this evening. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like every night because hey, twenty twenty, everybody has a podcast. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, case, pandemic. case in point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, everybody's got the cast now. You know, so but I appreciate you guys uh, giving me the time to. Uh, to come out and hang out with you guys and learn more about, uh, learn more about you. I learned a yeah, little bit more you. about, uh, Joe ball. Uh, oh no. Earlier. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you missed that episode, go back and check it out. <laughs> but are there any other, uh, things in the work you side projects or anything that you want anybody oh, to yeah. uh, know about? I've got plenty of things coming. Um, so we have uh, the, the most recent thing I did was the Mavericks side book. So everybody who got the executive box, I think we'll get that. Um, 
And then I have, uh, I'm doing another book in between Star Circuit. I might be doing two books in between Star Circuit 2 and 1 here. Um, but it's called Left Hand Free. I just finished the pencils for everything. Um, and it's another indie book. It's kind of like Avatar Airbender um, meets um, something like, uh, it's a dystopian world. So it's, it's something more grounded than Airbender is, you know, but mm -hmm. it has that martial arts kind of magic system that is really cool. It's dealing with, it's like a YA kind of comic book. Um, and uh, it's just cool. I, it's a, it's done in the same style. So if you like Star Circuit, it's going to look just as appealing. Um, and well, I have the page here, but I can't show, I can't transfer it to the screen, but I can show it like this off screen. Maybe it'll show. I don't know. I was working on it today. Oh, did Joe freeze up on us? He froze. He froze God. just just at the time he was going to show us artwork. God damn it, Joe! Oh. Bum, bum, bum. Maybe he'll hop out and hop back in. Yeah. Well, you have anything? Uh, uh I'll quickly run through my stuff. Obviously, uh, death, death, death is uh, in demand on IGG right now. Mm -hmm. So anyone that hasn't jumped on it yet, feel free to go over there and back. Uh, we're we're right on the cusp of uh, 16k, nice. so it's it's very close to getting over that hump. Um. I just uh, I bashed, finished bashing out some pages for the project I'm doing with Yellow Flash. So um, I just saw some colors back on that the other day. So we've got a good chunk of that ready for his campaign. Um, and if you like anime and manga, it's definitely up that alley. It's a little different from the stuff people are used to seeing from me. Um, I'm doing a trading I card do. for Matthew Fowler. I, I do, but I won't admit that to Mo Biggs. So. <laughs> But yeah, I, I got all, a whole mishmash of stuff. My business partner Shane Mess, he's uh, got Mothman uh, book two almost ready, so nice. we're getting that one completely done before it even launches. So that'll be another one from King Toad coming out here, just to kind of fill in some of the time gaps too, till death, death, death is hitting people's uh, mailboxes. Awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm looking for a for a bunch of stuff coming in. Uh, I couldn't wait any longer and I read the digital uh, version of the embrace while I'm, while I'm waiting for the physical to show up. And uh, I know uh, Red Gaze's book is, sh is shipping, so I should be seeing mine probably this coming week. And, no. uh, yeah. and there's like, there's a, it's like a few other things that I have coming in. So I'm, I'm looking forward to all of those and I'm still reading stuff from six, five, six, from you know their digital stuff going into yeah. the, uh, the trade, and uh, I know their cryptonoids will be shipping out, and Mavericks will be showing up uh, before I know it. And, uh, well, that's how these CG books are. People kind of um, unintentionally launch in chunks and mm -hmm. unintentionally deliver in big chunks. So you know, we'll it's it's always interesting how I'll. I'll you know, go for months without even thinking about comic books coming in the mail. 
Mm-hmm. And then all within like a week to two weeks, I'll just be getting flooded with stuff that I didn't even remember I backed in some cases. So Yeah, I seem to get mine later than than a lot of other people get theirs, you know, because of location, 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 location. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> but I'll be like, I won't even think about it. Like, I wasn't even thinking about Sunsworn until I saw somebody on Twitter posting up, you know, that they just got their copy and I'm like, oh, cool. So that's on the way. Yay. Good. And, uh, you know, so it, it goes like that. I'll see people stop posting about it or, or talking about it or I'll see, you know, some of the other guys like Kimosabi and other people that, that are doing the, you know, reviews on on some books. Yeah. You know, and I'll, I'll catch their, I'll catch their streams and everything, but yeah, but uh, I'm going to have to uh, cut this a little show. We've been on for quite yeah. a while now, and uh, I have to uh, end this one and jump into uh, the Seanzilla art stream uh, at 11. So, Joe, well, we wish we wish out. all the yeah, we wish all the best of luck with uh, Joe Star's Project Star Circuit. It looks great, yes. and it was good talking to uh, both of you tonight. Yeah, well, thanks for coming out, and uh, we'll see you all uh, next week with another episode of Creators Outlet. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everyone.